Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who comes to us by his Spirit this day in order to speak a word that we would hear him and no one else who gives us life. Amen. Transfiguration marks a turning point for us, both in our church calendar and also in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Set roughly at the midpoint between his baptism and his cross, here on the mountaintop today, we see Jesus intentionally turning his face toward Jerusalem, where he will accomplish all God's will for us. As we enter into Lent this week, we keep our eyes focused on his cross and our ears to his words so that we would hear what he says to us. The life that God has given to us in Jesus Christ goes through his death. And it's important that we say that over and over again because each and every one of us forgets and starts to look for our own glorious path around his death and resurrection. And it's understandable why we do that, of course, because death is frightening to us. Death is scary. It's unsettling. It doesn't leave us any peace because in this world we can't simply look beyond it and know what is there for us. We can only take God at his word. And because death is so unsettling, you can see that we're always trying to explain it and find some meaning. But it never quite hits home, and our souls continue to be anxious. In fact, our whole lives can be looked at as ways that we try to escape death for ourselves, to move and find a path around Jesus' death and resurrection for us, to find some measure of control and fulfillment within ourselves. I mean, just look what we do when we start to get anxious. We think our lives aren't fulfilled enough, and we go and we make a change in our path. We even call it this. I'm going to change my journey for a little while. I'm going to take a new career. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to go on an adventure and see if I can't find a little more goodness in my life. These aren't bad things. I'm not saying don't take a detour here and there. But think of them not as ways around true life, but as part of our life where God meets us all places. In fact, Jesus says he comes and finds us in all of the paths we take to bring us back to himself. Of course, the choices that we make in this life, in this world, we think we are putting ourselves on better footing. We think we're finding a new and better way. We always know that they don't quite satisfy and settle us. Just this past week, I made a great choice to go visit my parents in Minnesota. It was President's Day weekend. The kids had school off, and we were going to go up for the day, for a few days, for the weekend. I should have stopped after the first hurdle came and uh, the house we were going to stay in, the septic tank exploded. Shouldn't have gone after that, but it was something we needed to do. 
And then, uh, as we're driving up there, the storm, the snowstorm came and pummeled us on Sunday, and our car got stuck and had to shovel it out because there was too much snow to get out the driveway. Well, I should have realized that it was time to cut and run at that point and come home, but we stayed for the whole time because we wanted to make the most of it. It was going to be a fulfilling weekend. And, well, we got to Tuesday morning, and we got up early because we were going to beat the next snow, and we drove for about an hour and a half over the highway at about 20 to 30 miles an hour, going really slow, because we got caught in our own cloud, this great white cloud where I could see nothing 15 feet in front of me, driving down the highway, saying, now, why did I choose any of this? I have no peace in the midst of this blizzard, and we're stuck here for another day. All of my choices throughout the whole weekend were for all the best intentions, and I thought they would give us some peace and rest, and every single time, all I found was distress and anxiety. There was no peace for the weekend. Jesus takes his disciples, three of them, Peter, John, and James, up the mountain, after he's told them that he is going to suffer and die in Jerusalem, and this is the way of things. He didn't tell them that. He didn't tell us this so that we would say, we've got a better way around. But that's exactly what the disciples have said to him. No, no, no. That's not how this is going to go. He even goes on to tell them, if you want to keep your life, you must lose it. There's a whole new life that I've come to give to you. Not one of your own choosing. Not one of your own path seeking. Not one where you find peace in yourself. And there they are on the mountain, and Moses and Elijah show up. And if we're not careful, we start to think that Jesus will be the continuation of what Moses and Elijah have brought, the law and the prophets. But what Jesus has brought his disciples up there to see is that Moses and Elijah's words now fall silent because their point has been to point us to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who hasn't just come to show us a new path and a better way of living, but the one who's come to find us in our lostness to find anxious souls, to find fearful, dying people, and to say, I will take this away from you. I will accomplish it for you. As they're leaving, the cloud envision, uh, envelops them, and they enter into the glorious presence of God, who says just these simple words, this one is my son, listen to him. What Moses and Elijah have said, what everyone else has said in all of the world now comes to an end. All of your path seeking everywhere that you would want to go comes to an end now at the feet of Jesus Christ who is found there alone so that we would hear his word spoken, his gracious promise given. Because as much as we try to find our own path and find peace on that path through obedience to God's word, trying to find out what God might have in store for us in the world, in our lives, Jesus comes and says, it's not what you do, but what I accomplish there 
in my crucifixion, in my resurrection, that will save you all. It won't be by a new law and a new path given to us, but it will be by his promise that peace finally comes to our anxious souls, that we can rest in what he says and does for us. I admit that driving through a blizzard, I didn't feel very at peace. He didn't take away all of this anxiety, but my heart and my trust were placed in him every time I hear his word given, the promise that in him we have life, that the life that God gives to us of faith goes through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ so that we would hear him, listen to his words, listen to what he has to say to us. His promise of forgiveness. Listen to him today as he comes to you saying, this is my body, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. For it is in his promise, that promise that meets us everywhere we go, at every wrong turn, in every anxiety, that brings us to the feet of Jesus Christ, to the glorious vision of him, not just on the mountain, but that vision that we see of him throughout Lent, going to the cross. For the life that God has for us, the life of faith, goes through the death of Jesus Christ. And even though it goes through death, the promise for you is this, it does lead to life. Amen.